Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Right, well, what a miserable, miserable evening of football that was. I'm no fight, no desire, nothing. Nothing there. One, what, five, ten minute spell maybe, where there was a bit of fight. Porro came on. Looked like there might be something there, but just then went back to the same old pedestrian, predictable, boring stuff that we've seen for the whole game. There's nothing there. It's so depressing. Thinking it was only a few years ago, every single member of this squad used to cherish playing in a Champions League team, playing in Champions League fixtures, fight for every ball, make the club proud on a European stage. And the past few years, seeing the sort of shit we've turned out in the Europa Conference League, and now just this, just appalling. It's pathetic. AC Milan were good. They were an organised enough team. They know how to suck the life out of a game like that, but... That lack of fight, that lack of intensity, knocking the ball around about at the back, just completely played into their hands. I just don't, I don't know what Conte was trying to do there, and it's just numb to this now, numb, numb to this football we've seen this year. They were talking about it on the View from the Lane podcast. Can you remember any real games other than what Chelsea, West Ham, Man City? Well, we've actually played well this year. Southampton, maybe. It's all been that meek, boring, awful. Just awful. It's pathetic. Not even that annoyed about... Well, I am fucking livid. Not even annoyed with, like... AC was sucking the life out of the game, but... I'm here with Connor, Charlotte and Phil as well. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi Jack. How are you? Yeah, not, not very happy, lads. But I tell you what, let's not get pinged for being Arsenal fan TV type people in the ground. Well, I have this big furry microphone. Put your muff away. Put my muff away. Yeah. Come. How are, how are you feeling about that, mate? The only thing I'm annoyed about is that Conte didn't go in January when we were still in two competitions that we could feasibly have progressed in. We waited till we got knocked out of both of them. He'll go now before the end of the season, but we waited till we got knocked out of the FA Cup and the Champions League to let him go why? we didn't even have a go tonight we didn't even have a go before the game I was annoyed why was I not annoyed? hang on no <laughs> well that says it all doesn't it really I was a bit annoyed that uh, their first choice keeper was back Mignon sorry just because I didn't have the mic there you said you were annoyed because their first choice keeper was yeah, back. and he wasn't in the first leg. But did he make a save? One for Harry Kane right at the end. That I mean, it. yeah. 
but fucking hell, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, oh, fucking hell. That was one of those toothless Tottenham performances I've ever seen in my life. But this was we, one down. we didn't play like we were 1-0 down, did we? We were 1-0 down at the start of the game. Yeah. Even, <laughs> the worst thing is with five minutes left, he brought Kulisevsky off for Sanchez at 1-0 down. Sack him for that. <laughs> Mate, fucking hell, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the thing I was saying just a second ago was basically, well, it was a few years ago, you know, we were turning over Real Madrid, yeah. Dortmund, we had the Ajax game, These, the, fighting the to the end. They're like shit. They're, they're below Jose's Roma in Serie A. They're what, sixth in Serie A? They're shit. We didn't even trouble them. They, trouble they know them. how to suck the knife out of a game, and that's what they did, but, you know? They didn't, they didn't, we didn't even trouble them. We didn't, we, we didn't even trouble them, it's, honestly. Son was dreadful again. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... Shah, are you, uh, Conte's out, right? Yeah, Conte's got to go. Just abysmal tactics. Uh, you know, aren't you glad we rested some crucial players for that Sheffield United game? I mean, so energised tonight. It really paid off, that fucking... It's just ridiculous. We could have actually had a good hit at the FA Cup and see Harry Kane lift a trophy. We're not good enough to be in the Champions League right now. We're just not. But we had a good route to Wembley and we fucked it for that. For that absolute dog shit performance. Still sticking with players like Perisic, who I just Perisic is just a waste of a shirt at the moment, right? Like I'm surprised he lasted till half time, but the, the, the annoying thing is Ben Davis has been really, really good at wing back, but yeah. that says a lot about that says more about Perisic than it does Ben Davis. West Ham and Chelsea, Ben Davis was really, really good. I mean, our, our goal against West Ham was Ben Davis passing to Emerson. Full back to full back. That's meant to be the ideal Conte goal. And I mean. He's, he's having to play left, left, left to the back three now, but I mean, fuck it out. I just, I mean, I don't, like, I don't I said, see where it goes from here. Like, I said to Phil, the Bergwijn Lucas sub that killed Nuno, bringing on Davinson Sanchez with Kulisevsky with five minutes left at one 0 down in the Champions League knockout. What is he doing? What is he doing? And Van Duma still on the bench. Why did we buy that cunt, by the way? Who knows? I mean, that's it. That's what I've been banging on about. Like. We signed Dan Juma. We're trying to get Lucas out the door in fucking January. We signed Dan Juma to replace him. And, and he's nowhere to be seen. He's a half-season loan, probably. He and is. I mean, he is, yeah. He's literally a half-season loan. But this I mean, sort of game, we've you got need an option, We've got an option to buy. That's obviously not going to happen, is it? What, is it 40, 50 mil, isn't it? Yeah. Not happening, is it? Like, no, of course it's not. But he looks... <laughs> he scored on his fucking debut. Straight away. He's but in a this good sort of player. game where, where AC are sucking, you he saw was, the second Poro came on, it was a bit more He was in the Champions League team of the season last season, Dan Juma. And in the 87th minute, or it might have been 85th, he brought Davison Sanchez on for Kulisevsky at 1 0 down. What did you want to preserve the scoreline? Is that impressive? I thought today was, he, he was meant to be selling himself to Serie A teams, Conte. He's obviously going to be in, be in Italy in the summer. I thought today he was going to be selling himself to reality, putting himself in the shop window. Who the fuck wants him? I mean, the most damning thing is just like, <laughs> after 80 minutes, right, we still just need a goal to take it to extra time. It didn't look like the players even wanted no. to have extra time. They no. looked like it was done. Yeah. Other than Harry Kane, none of them gave a shit. I don't even think Harry Kane. And Porro, to be fair. Did he really look that good? I thought he was trying to do what he could, but... I don't know. I don't know. I think they're all fucking absolutely dreadful. I thought Hoybier was absolutely wank. Uh, oh, a terrible I mean, tonight. In a cold light of day, it might be different. Somebody, you know, someone from some tactics podcast might, you know, watch it again and say, actually, Hoybier was brilliant. I've Watching there tonight, being at the game, I thought he was dreadful, to be honest. Romero, 
I mean, it's, I love him, but also, lad, do. why don't you just concentrate on the football and not on trying to look hard? Do you know what I mean? Like, flying in like that when you're on a yellow card, what are you playing at, fella? I, up until, what, the last month, when was the City game? About a month ago. He'd always been on the right side of that, on the right side of the line. And he'd always got booked early and he'd seen it through. But tonight, it was just fucking hell. We needed him, man. We needed him, and he just fucked it. He absolutely fucked it. Did it piss you off, Phil Romero? No, I don't know. I thought it was wonderful, actually. I thought it was, uh, it was the right <laughs> thing to do at the right time, just when we were... Uh, just kept the <laughs> momentum. Screw, no. yeah. No, good. I love it. No, you're right. Um, just He's got to keep his head in it. That's, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I know he's probably... You know, he's going to be booked, uh, banned for the next game anyway, right? But still, come on. So, I had, I had texts from non-Tottenham fans at half-time. Right, saying, oh fucking hell! Good, it was with the booking, not even the sending off. With the booking, he'd have been banned for the next game anyway. So I had, I had text a half time from non-Tottenham fans saying, fucking hell, how do you feel about Romero not even being able to play in the uh, quarterfinals? Fucking oh. <laughs> hell! <laughs> just you got sent off anyway. There's, there's now. I think the main, the main take from this, for me, is that there's just no idea here anymore. I didn't look at that and thought we were playing to any sort of even assist even we talk about Conte's system how rigid he is with it I didn't even know what the fuck we were doing tonight I, I could not tell you the only thing I said it during the game to Phil who sat behind me in the second half we were all saying in January Conte has to go but we've waited until we've been knocked out of the FA Cup and the Champions League and I think he'll go now but we've waited till we've been knocked out the only two competitions we've got shouting for him to go it, we all, everyone knew he should have gone in January he should have even come back from Italy for his fucking gallbladder surgery. He should have come back. But do you do you bring him back now? Like, do you? I mean, do you bring back Pochettino now? Do you sack Conte at this point in the season? Like, or I mean, uh, I would say the only thing I'd say is if if Pochettino's up for coming back now, then yes. If Pochettino wants to wait until the summer, then no, because I I, I really don't see any. I don't I don't see there's any point in bringing in Mason now, for example, because it will be Mason until the end of the season. If we get rid of him now. If Pochettino is up for coming in now, then yes. If he's not, then we may as well wait. I think bring him in now. Do you know why? Because if we mess about, then he won't be there at the start of the transfer window. And he needs to be involved in the decisions. If he has a few weeks or months with our current squad, he has an idea of what he wants to do with that money. I don't want Poch coming at the end of August and having had somebody else make decisions for him and he's got to work with it. Well, I mean, but this is all going to be part of the problem. Paratici's still here. Are him and Pochettino going to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He may well be. I mean, if we're looking at kind of like a Pochettino-led Tottenham, there's a lot, I mean... The annoying thing is, right, every fucking game counts because we've got Harry Kane. Every game counts. We could have got... If Pochettino's up for joining us now, which we obviously don't know, that he'd been up for joining us in January when Conte should have gone. And we were still in the FA Cup and the Champions League. But we've waited until we've got knocked out of both of those in fucking dreadful fashion to make a change if we even do that. And if Pochettino is available now, <laughs> he's available now, and we've just waited. And if we bring him in the summer, oh, it, I don't know, I don't know. The, look, if we're trying to see the, I don't know, the sunshine through the clouds. If we are imagining a kind of Pochettino-led Tottenham, there's a few yeah. players there. Porro, who we've just signed, got Destiny Adoji coming in yeah. in summer. Richarlison, I think, yeah. 
he will love to get his hands on him. Romero can hopefully... So I, we played Richarlison in the front three instead of Son against West Ham and Chelsea, didn't we? Started him at least. And that's the best we've played in maybe this season against West, at least against Chelsea. Obviously, we played really well against City, but against West Ham and Chelsea, we played that front three, Kulis, FC Kane, Richarlison. And it looked really good. And on the face of it, people are saying, ah, oh, Richarlison didn't get an assist, didn't get a goal. He made both of the goals against Chelsea, thanks to his pressing, thanks to his energy. And I just think Son looks completely lost, completely lost again tonight. It was exactly he looks just shattered, doesn't he? He looks completely, just... Yeah, completely lost. He's been asking to do a lot more than he was last season, you know. He's been asking to face up, take the ball on, try and pass it on, as opposed to getting on the end of passes, you know. I can't remember the last time, apart from West Ham, that he was played through with a pass. It's just been asked to do a different role and it's just not working. I think Kulisewski looks fucked as well though, mate. Like, he's I really... Been, so, he's been, he's been pretty dreadful since the World Cup, Kulisewski. But at the start of the season, he looked really good. So I think Southampton was the opening well, game of the season he, he scored. But the, we, Conte dropped him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He dropped him when he was fit, which was just bizarre. He dropped him for Richarlison and played Richarlison in his worst possible position across the front three, which is on the right, which is not where he plays. But he played him there. And I don't know. You know, I say that, but Richarlison had a go in the middle against Sheffield United, which is meant to be his best position. He was, he was dreadful. <laughs> he was dreadful. Jay. But he's, 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 Richarlison's always looked better on the left for us, and he's just not left getting, side, you know, left side. he's just not getting the chances. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll be honest, mate. I just, I don't, I don't really know <laughs> how to, what to process on that. Like, this is, you know, just for full context we are just we're walking down the high road now I don't need to do a player by player I don't think oh, well, yeah let's give it a go okay, let's go give on. it a go, go Fraser Forster I thought he fine. really fine but he, he wound me up tonight no urgency again in what he was doing yeah, I don't know yeah, if he was yeah. instructed to do that but I shouted some things at him to be fair yeah just when, when, the, when he ended up with the ball he didn't opt to throw it quickly he just collected it waited for, waited for Milan to get back into shape and yeah yeah, I agree, actually, I agree. In terms of saving, you know, he did, did he, he didn't have a save to make because Milan didn't come here to play football. They didn't, they didn't need to. They didn't need to. So he didn't have a save to make. But I, I almost, this is the thing I was sort of saying, I was saying at the top, like, oh, I wasn't annoyed by that. But what I meant by is I wasn't really annoyed with Milan. They just played it well. Like, they, it's boring, don't get me wrong. It's boring, it's shit, it's honestly, anti-football, but they know how to suck the life out of the game and they did what that. What a day at work for Milan that was, honestly. What a day at work for Milan that was. They, they, they didn't have to exert any energy, did they? They jogged around for 90 minutes and we didn't even threaten them. We didn't put their fucking nose out of joint. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine they, they expected to have it as easy as they did tonight. But, I mean, it was just... But, we offered nothing. We offered absolutely nothing. 
Ben Davis. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm annoyed now when he doesn't start left wing back. That's yeah. that's kind of how well, I feel I mean, about it. The West Ham and Chelsea games. That probably the best thing about that was him at left wing back. Emerson at right wing back. Emerson was was bad today as well. By the way, he sort of reverted to reverted to type, which is sort of understandable. But he just didn't offer anything, did he? No, he didn't offer anything at all. And it, it, yeah. <laughs> the, the, another annoying thing is we brought Pearl on, obviously. And we, we put Emerson at left wing back as if that had a chance of being good. In what world was that going to be anything apart from awful? And obviously he corrected it, took him off eventually. But why would you give that a chance? I couldn't. So the next player on here, Clement Longley. I couldn't say anything about him really. Could you? Nothing to say about him. He wasn't he? Wasn't put under much pressure, was he? They they didn't. As I said, they didn't come here to play football. They didn't come here to score a goal. So our defence was put under no pressure. Like I, there are people around the stands around me moaning about our defence this wasn't on our defence they didn't they didn't really have any defending to do Christian Moreira we've spoken about him a bit but that's not not good enough from him it's, tonight is it right as I said it's, it, apart from the last few weeks he's always been on the right line of that you know letting people know that he's there getting, a, getting an earlier card and then seeing it through but the last few weeks he's just not done the latter he's just not seen it through it's such a stupid yellow card it, it turns out he would have been Banned for the next round anyway, but <laughs> how long do we play without him? Twenty minutes? That's not going to help us, is it? For me, look, you know, I've been banging on about him the past few weeks. How awful I think he is. Look, my thoughts on even Perisic are: he's had a great career, right? It was a bold, in my opinion, it was a bold kind of mould-breaking move for Levy for the club. It was a statement of intent. It was a statement of, for everyone saying, back Conte, of backing Conte. Signing a, what, 34, 35-year-old player to play in a pretty physically intensive part of the pitch. He looks still up to spec, but I think, annoyingly, as is often the case for a lot of Tottenham, the gamble has failed. It was a a gamble. Absolutely. And it should have worked out, but... Tonight and for the past few games when he's played, he just looks like a waste of a shirt. It's since the World Cup. It's since the World Cup. Before the World Cup, I, I thought he was quite underwhelming. Before the World Cup, to be honest, he, he bagged loads of assists and he, he, a lot of them through set pieces. Fair enough. But since the World Cup, I mean, he's just looked ten years older. He's looked ten years older. Even his set pieces, he, does he even take set pieces anymore? It doesn't seem like it. First half, it seemed like Son was taking him off him. The thing early on with his redeeming feature was set pieces and he got a hatful of assists fair play but I just mean in general play I don't know I don't know I mean even those early performances it was sort of looking for positives a bit at the time Absolutely, I felt yeah. you know it was, it's, yeah that's what I mean it was it was the stats that was helping him wasn't it before the World Cup and I, I I'm not surprised you know he's a fucking 34 year old wing back it requires him to do a lot of running he's had a World Cup in which Croatia annoyingly did quite well so he played a few games and he's come back and he's been a shell of even what he was before the World Cup. Not a, uh, not a good day in the office no, for, no. well, for him. It hasn't been for a few months. And a few months. Emerson Royale, as we were saying as well, just not, not, not the sort of standard he's set for himself no, the past few weeks. Which is, you know, I think we all would probably have, would have agreed with him starting after his last couple of starts. I think we'd have agreed with that, but... I don't know. It just it did seem to revert back to what six weeks ago tonight, as opposed to you know the West Ham and Chelsea games where he was he looked like a threat in the West Ham and Chelsea games that he was. He scored a goal against West Ham and it's a great goal. But I don't know. Is is, is Davis 
not playing at wing back, possibly hindering him. I have no idea, mate. <laughs> Honestly, um, Hoybier, another bad day in the office. I thought it's just he had that one opportunity where he sort of ran through. I think he took too many touches. He still got a shot off, made the keeper sort of have to half make a save. He tried to get the south stand going, but I just felt with him tonight it was a lot of just slack passing chasing the ball and again I don't know if this is products of him being overplayed if it's the fact we still stick with that two in the middle so they get overwhelmed and they they just can't get a real handle on the game but it was just not good tonight I, I thought he was really poor tonight I thought he was really poor I think if you compare our midfield performance tonight to the away leg I know we lost one nil the away leg but I thought our midfield were pretty imperious there Saar and Skip I, you know that was the that was the, the main redeeming feature from the from the first leg, Saron Skip. Bottom midfield really. I really don't think you could say the same about Hoybier tonight. Yeah, he might be tired. He probably is tired, you know. He's played he's played a World Cup, he's played every game that he's been available for us, but I thought he was really poor tonight. I thought he was really poor. And I don't know. I, I, I think if if, if Pochettino comes in or if another manager comes in in the summer I don't think they'll be interested in Hoybier. I think, I think in a few years we'll look back as, uh, at Hoybier as a relic of the uh, Jose and Conte eras. He's had big games, of course he has. He's had re- he's had really good games for us. And he tries. That's the thing, he you does know. Try, but I'd fucking try. And I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'd try, but I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I thought he was really poor tonight. I thought Hoybier was really poor tonight. Skippy, it's tough. I. I he wasn't at his best. He made a few really good tackles, I thought, in there. A few really good tackles, a few good interceptions, played a few good passes. I did well. think his position was a bit wank, though, in, throughout the game. I thought he sort of floated a bit and didn't really yeah. know what he was doing. I think our midfield, compared to compared to the away leg, was, yeah, much more sort of, I don't know, much, much, more, much more all over the shop, much less sort of uniform, much less restricted. I think, as I said earlier, I think our only redeeming feature in the first leg was that Sarah and Skip midfield. I think they did the jobs to a T. I think it was the opposite today, to be honest. Son, we've sort of spoken about him. He just, just, sort of, he's not the old Son anymore. And I don't, don't know if it's because he's been with the extra inch. They were saying that it's, you know, they think a lot of it is that he's been asked to do quite a lot of his back to goal. He's not that type of player. You're not the ball in front of him, and he can kind of work wonders which we have seen and as you were saying yourself that's what we saw happen against West Ham you know that's what he was doing last season back in the last season when we were absolutely smashing teams I think the downturn in this team from February to May last season to now is just remarkable it's absolutely remarkable it's baffling I think Son's been asked to do a lot of fronting up to take the ball on you know as like a traditional number nine would be which he's never been that he's never been that couldn't like I'd be, I'd be more angry at him if you know he'd, he'd had a few balls played through for him tonight and he'd missed chances. But he didn't. He'd even get a chance. That's his game. That's his game. He didn't even get a chance. Kalu for me is just—he's not fit, mate. He's just—I I don't think we need to worry about. I'm not worried about him turning back into Juventus, Kulusevski or Kulicheski, as Martin Keown likes to call him. Um, but not good tonight really not not been good this season but like I say I just I don't think he's fit I think he's lacking a bit of confidence well, it's injury, wasn't it? so we started the season really well started the season really well scored against Southampton 
Then he was dropped when he was fit for Richarlison, who came in and played a few games on the right, which didn't work. Then he got injured. And since he's been injured, he's just not been up to it. He's just not been up to it at all. He's just not, he's, he looks a lot less confident. He's taken fewer shots on than he did like back in the last season. Back in the last season, him, him cutting inside and having a shot. He doesn't do that, does he? He doesn't do that anymore. Uh, last sort of with the starters, Harry Kane. I mean, I, I thought he sort of tried his best, sort of did the most of what he could with the few chances. He had. He kept dropping back because nobody else was making so anything. Was that, was that the Kane chance at the end? Was that Kane? Yeah. Yeah, header. So he had a similar chance against Sheffield United. A header that he, that he fucked. Right. And I'm not... <laughs> This, tonight is not on Harry Kane at all. Obviously, it's not. But he should have done better with tonight, and he should have done better with a header against Sheffield United. Whisper it, but he should have. And if he did, we might still be in one of these tournaments. Obviously, this is not on him. But a player of his quality should have probably buried one of those chances, and he didn't. And he, he didn't really do a lot else. I know we're asking a lot of him in this system that he's been asked to play in with a manager that's telling him what to do. But he had one chance tonight. He had one chance to get for Sheffield United. And I think he should have done better. The funny thing is, right, so we start on the start on the subs. I thought Pedro Porro, <laughs> it was like his best performance we've seen in a Tottenham shirt. I thought he was sound. That, uh, I thought he was absolutely sound. It's, really it's one of the few sort of lights miss. He actually added a bit of impetus to our play. Yeah, he he got kind of got bums off seats, that sort of Aaron Lennon effect yeah. a little bit. Like, and he played a few decent balls in. He was always searching, he was probing, he and he was, he was causing them problems. He's full of energy, he did. Which was the in, in stark contrast to Perisic on, his, on the other wing in the first half. I thought Porro was great. You know, <laughs> I don't know. People probably won't agree because he didn't get an assist. He didn't set. He didn't set up a goal. But I thought Poirot was good. I thought he was right against Wolves as well. To be honest, I thought he was right against Wolves. You know, people, you know, we lost that game, so people might not agree. But I thought Poirot was probably one of our best players against Wolves. I think he needs to probably start a game, especially tonight. We we didn't play like we started the game one 0 down. We were one 0 down at kickoff. We didn't play like that. I think Poirot should really, should should have started tonight. I'm not saying it would have changed things, but. We looked a lot more threatening with him on. I think, I hate to say it, but um, I think Richie, Richarlison, his relationship, I would say probably with Conte, with the club, with the coaching staff at the moment, is quite appalling probably because I have, he, he offered absolutely nothing when he came on. I thought it was awful. Yeah. I thought it was awful. He didn't run, again, he looked just unhappy. He just, I, again, you know. I, I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I know we could be asking more from him. We fucked about with him for he's, he's all season long, you know? He was the main man at Everton, playing the same position every game. Single-handedly pretty much kept them in the Premier League. For us, he's been asked to play every position across the front three. He's, he's been sat out, sat out of the side for weeks on end. And we're just expecting him to come in and save us. He did that once against Marseille, when we were shit. We were shit against Marseille. I was at that game in the group stage. We were shit. And he got two headers and kept us in. Um, he's, he's probably the only reason that we're still in it. Well, we're not anymore, but that we were before tonight. And Dav Sanchez, just nothing really to say other than the fact that that substitution. One of them, as I said at the time, it felt like uh, 
But like Conte's Lucas Moura Bergwijn substitution that, that, that Nuno did and that, that completely turned the fans and led to his sacking. What was, was it five minutes left? He uh, brought a set and a half on for Kuzeski. Five minutes left, one or down in Champions League lockouts. He brought a set and a half on. It's not Dow's fault. It's not, Ta it's not Sanchez's fault. It's, it's Conte's fault. No. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.